y'all what's up it's your girl lauren wilburn back again with another episode of the i am more than the conqueror podcast if you are new here welcome home sis we're so happy to have you and if you are returning hey girl it's nice to see you again so y'all today's episode is going to be about conquering conviction dun 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 i like some background music so when it comes to conquering our convictions, I am so excited to talk about this because literally this year has been such a year of heavy convictions for me. I got baptized again in January, January 30th to be exact. I rededicated my life to Christ. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit has been walking with me and talking with me and just really giving me that correction renewing my mind giving me a clean heart as it says in the word okay and so it's been work it's been a lot of humbling moments (laughs) it's been a lot of trial and error and it's also been a lot of successful moments as well so i want to get into all of that today For those of you who are new, I tend to give us a definition and then add the razzle-dazzle of scripture, which we will be coming from John chapter 8 today, specifically focusing on verses 9 through 11. But I'm going to give y'all just a brief preface of what's going on. This story is about Jesus and the adulterous woman. And basically, you know, Jesus was up early preaching to a crowd of people and the Pharisees who were very religious, who took the Mosaic law very serious, caught this woman in the act of adultery, which can you imagine? And they brought her here in front of this crowd, in front of Jesus. Once again, it's early. People barely wiping the crust out of their eyes. Okay. (laughs) And they try to test Jesus. They try to play him like he is not the son of God, literally. And so they ask him, like they let him know, like, hey, Jesus, we caught this lady in act of adultery. And according to the Mosaic law, we are supposed to stone her to death. And he takes time to then go down and play in the dirt, right in the dirt, not play in the dirt, y'all, but really right in the dirt. It doesn't say what Jesus was writing in the dirt in the text. It just says that he went down and started writing in the dirt. And so, you know, the Pharisees, I could just see them. They, they're like, like, come on, like, what's the answer? Like, hello, what do you have to say? Tap of their foot. They probably got this adulterous woman, like, grabbed up. You know what I mean? I could just see them just pressed, to say the least. And so Jesus stands up finally after he had a minute to get his thoughts together. And... <laughs> Y'all, I'm embellishing the story because I just, I, if I was there and if I was like the eyewitness, this is how we share the story with people. Like, can you believe the Pharisees, you know? So Jesus finally gets a moment to get his life together to, you know, think about what he's going to say because he doesn't just react, okay? He's quick to listen and slow to speak anyways. So he goes on to say, okay, well, he who has not sinned can cast the first stone. And so basically their conscience convicts them. And one by one, from the oldest to the youngest person, they begin to leave. And so after Jesus had said what he said, he didn't even see these people leaving. 
he just started riding in the dirt again and it's so cold because looking at it now as i'm speaking on it jesus probably already knew that their conviction was going their conviction was going to come from their conscience right so he went back to riding in the sand once again it doesn't say what jesus was riding in the sand y'all it just said that he was not the sand excuse me the dust but he was just riding in the dust and really paying the pharisees no mind and he gets back up and he asked the woman like well where did everybody go like why no one stoned you and she was like no not one and jesus said basically he asked her and no one condemned her and she said no not one and jesus said i don't condemn you either go and sin no more that was it mm, my goodness and so before we get you know into that i'm gonna go ahead and give the definitions so first we're going to get the definition of conviction now this is what dictionary says the first definition is a formal declaration that someone is guilty of a criminal offense made by the verdict of a jury or the decision of a judge in a court of law similar similar words here are sentence judgment and then the second definition a firmly held belief or opinion and similar words here are belief opinion view thought persuasion idea position and then this is like a little sub definition that is attached to the second definition which says the quality of showing that one is firmly convinced of what one believes or says and the words that are similar here are certainty certainty certitude assurance confidence so I think it is important not only do we discuss what the word conviction means but we also talk about what the word conscience is so the definition of conscience is an inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to the rightness or wrongness of one's behavior basically similar words that are used here moral sense still small voice sense of right and wrong sense of right and so this is important because your conscience specifically in this story in the text of john 8 played a really big part because that was the very thing that helped the pharisees decide regardless of what the law said what was right and what was wrong <laughs> and that was something that stood out so much to me like wow even though the Sar- the Pharisees, excuse me, not the Pharisees, by <laughs> even though the Pharisees were right at eye when it came to that Mosaic law, in this instance, they yielded to what their conscience was convicting them about, and they moved forward without stoning this adulterous woman who technically, by law, deserved to be stoned to death, right? And so I love this story so much because not only does it show god's goodness god's grace god's mercy towards us it just shows his love that is the biggest thing that i got out of this story but i'm gonna go ahead and share my story about my conviction this year and how the holy spirit played a big part in me conquering my conviction so as i mentioned in the beginning got baptized in january you know wanted to start my year off right okay wanted to get right and i did just that 
And so I just was kind of living my life, you know, I was happy, but I felt good. I felt whole. I felt content in a sense of I was reading my word. I was talking to God every day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's me and Jesus. (laughs) And um, March comes, I go out in March, y'all. And let me tell you, when I say I had a time... Y'all know that TikTok where it's like, boy, we had a time last Not Yeah, I had a time, okay? I went all out, let me tell you. And so, <laughs> I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I was doing my thing. I was living my life, just living, doing, doing what I wanted to do. And so, the next month comes, and I get invited out to go see an artist who I really like. I listen to them for a long time you know and so I'm like yes and all I had to do was just get cute and we would be able to go out I'm like okay bet like that's all I gotta do say less immediately after I got asked right so after I say yes slowly but surely as I'm reading my word throughout the week I'm on like YouTube watching videos like normal but it's like these videos are randomly being suggested for me to watch that are like, you know, adding on to this conviction. I'm going on my social media and it's like just stuff that's like convicting me left and right. And I'm like, hmm, not suspicious. And so I start praying about it. I'm like, okay, God, are you trying to tell me like you don't want me to go out? Because everything that I was seeing was like, you know, in regards to the music I was listening to or in regards to the things that I was used to doing previously before giving my life to Christ. And so I'm like, mm, I mean, I kind of sense it, but I really do want to go. And so as the week went on and the date of us going out got closer, the conviction got stronger, y'all. And so I hadn't shared this with anyone. And finally, I decided to share it with my partner. And we talked about it and, you know, we ended up praying together. And from that point on, it seems like the enemy, right after we made that prayer, the very next day, y'all, the enemy was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to add the cherry on top. So I get invited to go see another artist who I had been wanting to see for a while for free with the same, basically same requirements, just got to get cute to go. So I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, your girl can do that, okay? And so... (laughs) Once again, I say yes to that immediately with no hesitation. With the conviction in the back of my mind, y'all, I'm like, yeah, I want to go. So (laughs) as the date becomes closer, this conviction is getting stronger and stronger. And mind y'all, these two artists who I really wanted to see, I had went to a festival probably like two or three years back and I didn't get to see them due to my school schedule. And, you know, it just wasn't meant to be for me to see them. And so I was like, well, I'll see them later on down the line or whatever, right? No, incorrect. So (laughs) fast forward to this time where I'm feeling this conviction, the same two artists who I didn't get to see, I'm being invited to go see for free now. So I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. But then at the end of the day, I'm also like, what if the enemy wanted to, you know, get me to be disobedient to try and see like if I mean what I was saying when I was praying and asking God Lord let your will be done Lord order my steps when the opportunity came it's like oh this is like my first major test 
like this was like okay well, let's see how let's see how you're gonna you know respond to situations like this and so I'm like man I started getting other godly counsel some people were telling me it's fine you should others were saying no don't do it and it was difficult for me because this was my personal conviction what I was going through didn't have anything to do with anybody else but me right and so I knew I had to make a decision so I'm sitting over here trying to negotiate with God like well maybe Lord if I just go for 10 minutes and no no like I tell you the Holy Spirit was convicting me and humbling me and I remember the first thing when I was praying and asking God for clarity first thing the Holy Spirit told me was you just made that decision and you didn't pray you did not seek me how are you talking about order my steps lord let your will be done move to do and i didn't even talk to god about it right and i'm like wow that's crazy and it was very humbling and it really opened my eyes to realize that when i say old things are passed away and i'm a new creation in christ and it's not me that lives but it's him who lives through me you know um according to his word of course and so in that i had to understand like oh I, the person that i was person I used to be those old things have passed away and so in this particular situation I responded immediately the same way I would have previously responded before I decided to become that new creation in Christ so now me as this new creation God is expecting me to walk different my decision making looks different you know, what I'm engaging in looks different. The way I'm speaking looks different. The things I'm allowing in my ear gates, my eye gates are different. The atmospheres I'm putting myself in are different. And I am having this this experience of really having to hold myself accountable to the things that I have asked for. Things I have said, this is what I want. Not only do I have to hold myself accountable, but the Holy Spirit off tops is holding me accountable. And so this conviction that I'm having, as I mentioned in the definition that I gave previously with this conscience, right? My conscience was guiding me. And on top of that, the Holy Spirit was adding that correction on top of that guidance that I was already getting from my conscience to make this decision. And y'all, this was difficult because then I'm getting to a point where I'm like, okay, well, Maybe I could just tell them I can't go because so I don't look like a party pooper. And y'all, once again, the Holy Spirit convicted me. It was a loving conviction, very humbling experience, um, but it was correction out of love. And (laughs) the Holy Spirit convicted me so cold, y'all. He said, if you don't go, you need to be honest why you can't go. I said, what? It was, it was, it was a very, (laughs) I'm laughing now, y'all, but at the time it was not laughable. It was very much like, wow, this is different. I've never had, I've never experienced this before. And so the day is coming up and I'm dreading having this conversation, but I call the person who invited me out and I'm like, Hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but I can't go. I'm convicted and I know I'm just, I can't do it, you know, but we can hang out a different time. And I'm thankful I did that because this person, they, they were reasonable. The when they, the way that they responded, you know, um, they understood. And that was that. And although 
<laughs> I was feeling like at that time the spirit was willing but the flesh was weak my flesh felt so like ugh, like like bummer you know but my spirit man was filled I felt stronger spiritually I felt that God could trust me to be obedient to what he was asking me to do and that was a big thing for me too y'all the last thing I wanted to do was be disobedient to what God was calling me to do to be disobedient to the will and the direction he was trying to take me in right and so although it was hard in that moment I seen the fruits of that obedience months down the line God answered a prayer I had forgot I had been praying about and he exceeded my expectations far beyond anything I was asking for. And the way that I thought that it was gonna get done was completely different. And it was almost like that very blessing was on the other side of my obedience. <laughs> that very blessing that I am literally living in today and I'm looking at like, wow, God, I thank you because I would have never imagined only God, the favor of God, was the only thing that could have put me in that situation the situation i'm in now and so it is very it humbles me and i'm looking at it in the lens of where i'm at today compared to where i was at in april when i was making that difficult decision i just it makes me so thankful that god took me through that process because now not only do i have the experience of when I know okay I'm having a tug of war with my flesh and my spirit and I and I'm yielding to the Holy Spirit I'm allowing this correction to happen in my life I'm allowing to humble myself I'm allowing my heart to for him to give me a clean heart and a renewed mind I'm allowing it see the thing is is like God is is very much willing he wants to see us succeed he wants to see us prosper it says in Jeremiah, that is his plans for us. And that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord. It talks about that in Romans, right? And <laughs> I get it now. It's almost like, oh, the light bulb went off, y'all. The light bulb went off. But in that moment, it just was like so difficult. And so if that is you right now, if you were in that time of life where you're like, you know what God is calling you to do but you also are facing the life and the path that you used to be living, that you used to be walking in. You may not even be baptized yet. I pray that day does come for you, but understand that like whatever God is calling you to do, it is far greater than what you are facing. And I see that now because even if I would have went out, it might've been a good time, but it compares and it doesn't even come close to comparing to the blessing that God enable me to get after just being obedient all he asked for was obedience that's it you know and so it's like if that's the biggest sacrifice you have to make and you're weighing your options out like don't let your disobedience be the very thing that is standing in front of your blessing that is standing in front of your breakthrough like let god let go and just let god you know i wanted to hold on to that opportunity that situation so bad but it wasn't for me. And I see it now. I see why that wasn't for me. I see where God's calling me to be each and every day. As I'm making these baby steps, I see why he's trying to take me this way and get me out of that way. It's simple. And even in John 8, Jesus goes on to testify that, 
you know those who follow him follow the path of light and it's true it's true y'all my life has been substantially better the progress the growth in my life that i have seen since i really started you know applying that word to my life saying lord let your will be done when i stopped trying to control everything and just let go and let god my goodness and yielding to those convictions those convictions are not for nothing y'all it's not for nothing that could really even be a life or death situation that god was trying to protect me from that i had no clue about you just do not know so i do encourage you when god has convicted you or asked you to do something just obedience is the best route it is the best route y'all And lastly, I really just want to leave you with this scripture from Romans chapter 5, verse 19. And it says, For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. So just know the weight of your decisions. Just know that your actions can and will impact many people, whether you realize it or not. The choice that I made impacted not just me, but my family in such a positive way. And I thank God that I took that time to make that positive decision. So I pray this blesses you today. I'm going to pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now saying thank you. Thank you for your daughter, your son, who may be listening to this episode today, Lord. We pray for those who are facing conviction, God, who may be feeling conviction from the Holy Spirit, or those who may not have the Holy Spirit right now, God. We pray that if they're seeking you, that they will find it and that they, you know, take heed to the conscience that is nudging them to make that right decision to be obedient to walk in your light and not darkness lord for we know that your path leads to life and that the path of sin ultimately leads to death whether that is death of their dreams death of their purpose um it could hurt friendships relationships whatever it may be god we just pray that they choose Um, to do right, to live in that abundance, to walk in that abundance, to know that you are working on their behalf, God. We thank you for this podcast, being able to spread your word through love, using discernment based on the words that are used in these episodes, God. Pray that it blesses and touches the people that it needs to, Lord. And until next time, God, we pray that they continue to thrive. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As I said at the end of the prayer, it's never goodbye. It's continue to thrive until next time. Bye.